Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live at our 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. services or connect with us on Facebook. Come on, if you're going to do that for God, do it like he's worthy, like he's worth all the praise that we have. Come on, one more time. God, we bless your name. Lord, we worship you, the living God. He's not done working. Amen? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Well, welcome to church. Good to see you. Uh, if you want to open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And uh, how many of you tried the QR code? It works. It takes you right there. I, some of you are like, what are you talking about? It was on the screen back there. Uh, it's always interesting when you say something, people are like, what are you talking about? You're like, did I just show up in the right place? <laughs> where, where, where am I? I uh, hope you all are doing well today. Um, we are wrapping up a series that we've called uh, United, Moving Into More Together, and uh, relationships being so key in our lives. And um, we're looking at uh, this, uh, as we've started six weeks ago, talking about the importance of relationships and, uh, of course, uh, bringing that to a close today. And uh, I hope in uh, talking to relationships, I hope you get connected to a point group. Uh, find an area that you can connect with people, grow, uh, grow in your relationship. Life is not meant to do alone. It's meant to do in community. Uh, then not just in community, but in community built on the Word of God and the truth of God. And so I uh, encourage you to get, uh, get plugged in. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, we're looking today, and uh, Paul is, is addressing a a matter as he's writing to the church in Corinth and he's setting some things in order. This is where the letter he sends them and says, hey, you got stuff out of place and you got to put some things back together and and work it out. Uh, And then he later says, don't make me come there. And uh, this is towards the beginning of that same letter that Paul is speaking. And here he addresses something of their relationships or not just their relationships, but their maturity and it's revealed in how they have relationship with one another. So uh, here Paul, of course, is saying to them as he comes to them, says, I, I wanted to come and I wanted to talk to you. I want to uh, address you with deeper, stronger things, but you're not ready for that. And Paul gives the indication of why they're not ready for that. You're not ready. You're, you're still on the milk, he says to them. You're still, you're, you're still nursing, uh, literally, that picture of you're, you're still nursing at the breast. You're, you're not ready yet. You've, you, you've, you've not matured. You've not developed. How many know there's a time when you need to get off of that and start moving forward and, and growing? And he says, it's evident that you've not grown because of the quarrels and the things that are taking place around you. You're quarreling in the way that you interact. This is evidence that you've not matured. You're not growing in this, this, this desire that I have for you. There's jealousy. There's quarreling. You're, you're arguing over, well, I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. And he says, don't you realize that we're not divided? Don't you realize we're one? It's not about me. It's not about Apollos. It is about the work that God is doing. And, and I want to look today and, and asking the question, Do we know what really matters? Do we know what is really at stake? Are we building our lives and the relationships of our lives on this foundation with materials that will last and will remain? Would you stand with me in 1 Corinthians? Let's read this text together. You can follow along on the screen. Or as uh, Pastor Tim mentioned, the YouVersion Bible app uh, has uh, the uh, link as well. Or you could always just open your Bible 
Um, but here's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 10. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Not my preference. Um, not the way I want to go. Verse 16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Father, I pray today that you would help us in light of your word. God, that we would receive and and be open to your Spirit's direction. Speak to our hearts. Give us perspective. God, help us to see you in greater measure today we pray in Jesus name if you agree would you say amen on your way to being seated just ask your neighbor today just look at him to say really 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 I don't know how to say this except to just say it you ever been in that conversation with someone and in the process you realize that you're not on the same understanding or they're not on the same understanding as you And then along the way, you realize that they're lacking the understanding and even to a degree, a level of common sense that really establishes this conversation to be at a, (laughs) and it's like, really, really? You know, it's so foundational that if we don't understand, and sometimes in that process, there's, there's ways of replying to that. And there are some people who, if it doesn't make sense to them, they just play off like they get it, and they just go with the flow. You know somebody like that? Like, I'll just go along with it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know. And then there's others who ask the clarifying questions, but not really understanding really makes it difficult to get on the same page when you don't know where we're going. If we don't know really where we're going, we can say a lot of things. And, and just because you say the, say the same thing, you're really not saying the same thing because you don't have the understanding. You don't know where we're coming from. Therefore, you don't know where we're going. You don't really understand what's at stake, what's taking place, what's really going on in this situation. If you don't understand that 2 plus 2 equals 4, how many know it's going to be hard to even work on multiplication? If you don't understand this, if you don't realize this, it's it's that place of of, of really acknowledging and saying, come on, really? Come on, on. this is is some basic stuff that that you got to have as a foundation because if you don't have this, you're not going to have anything that will last. If you don't know this, you can't build. If If you don't have this, it won't go further. If this isn't something set in course and, and set as, a, as an understanding, we're not going to be able to make it. And Paul makes one of these statements. He says this a couple of times in, his, in, in 1 Corinthians as he's writing. He'll say things like, don't you know? Don't you realize? Don't you understand? He says it when he talks about uh, spiritual warfare. Don't, don't be ignorant, but he says in another place, don't, don't you realize? And in this one he's saying, don't you know that we are the body of Christ brought together? 
Don't you know? Because if you don't know this, then you're not going to know how to have healthy relationships with each other. Because if you don't know that we're joined together as the body of Christ, of course you're going to be saying, I'm with Apollos, I'm with Paul, I got my side, I got this. And you won't understand, no, we're not here to take sides. We're here that there's only one side. There are no options. There are no options in this. There's only one truth. There's only one Lord. There's only one Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. When you build, you're not going to build a church to your own kingdom. We're only a church that is a part of the big church. It's about Jesus. And don't you know you're a part of the body of Christ? Don't you know? I think sometimes in marriage, don't you know that the Bible says that two are made one and and when you put down the other, you're really putting down yourself. Don't you know? Don't you know what you're doing? Don't don't you know what's taking place? Don't don't you know what, what is really being addressed? And Paul is saying this, and we know right away From the beginning of the chapter, Paul says, you're not ready for stronger things. I can't bring stronger things to you. I can't talk to you like spiritual people. I have to talk to you. He's saying to the church in Corinth, I have to talk to you like worldly people because I can't talk to you like spiritual people. I'd love to talk to you about spiritual people, but you're still on the breast. You're still not moving forward. You still haven't come to a place of recognizing and understanding and developing and what needs to take place. And if we don't know the relationships that we're supposed to, to have. And Paul is saying this so we understand they lack a little bit here. We understand they're, they're not working too good with the common sense. And here's what Paul says that this truth that needs to guide their relationships, and we already referenced it, verse 16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? This is the information that should surround everything else that we're in. And Paul is saying, I, I know that you've not realized this yet because you're jealous of each other. You've, you've, you're picking sides, you're making sides, you're, you're quarreling. And he's saying you're, you're too immature to know that who you really are brought together the temple of God, that the Spirit lives in you. And if you knew this, it would affect the materials and the things that you build with, the things that we do. If we knew that we were the body of Christ, that we were the joined together for this purpose, it would affect how we build and what we do. We would use the right materials, that we would use the right things that would last, we would do what really matters. That's the title if you didn't catch it, what really matters. and What it is that really matters in a world that is so polarized by statements of what and who matter, we've got to be careful not to put God in a box because God is not picking sides. God is not picking who matters and what matters over sides and anything, that he is a God instead. He's not picking sides. He's a God who's working all things together. Something even as we were worshiping, just uh, uh, this, this question of, God, am I sometimes conflicted or bothered? Because my first question is, what do I like? My leading question. How many know your leading question really sets the direction where you're headed? It's that leading question that when you, that that leading question, when you ask a question, you intend to go somewhere. You want to take somebody there with a, a leading question. And too often, how many times is our leading question things like, what do I like? Instead of, God, what are you doing? Notice there's a leading question that you have to ask today. And I wonder, too many times, have you been leading more with, what do I like? What do I approve? What, what, what sits well with me? What, what fits me? What makes me feel good? What makes me feel okay? What, what's good? What, what do I like? And is the leading question too many times, what do I like when the leading question really needs to be, God, what are you 
doing because even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And by faith, I know you are. So rather than me saying, what do I like so I can pivot, pick and choose and put things in a box, instead of saying, what do I like? God, what are you doing? Holy Spirit, what are you doing? Because if we believe he is a God orchestrating and working in all things, then if we know he's working together in all things, then we can trust him that even if we walk through the fire, he'll go. Even if we walk in difficult places, he'll be with us. Even if we go in those areas and circumstances that we don't lead with what do I like, but rather we lead with Holy Spirit, what is it that you're doing? Don't forget that you and I are the builder, not the architect. You and I are the builder, not the architect. And too many times, it's a danger when you become the architect because when you're the architect, then you know the mind of the master builder. Now, Paul says, I've become an expert builder. He he became able to build and an expert builder, but there's a difference between being the builder and the architect. The builder still needs to know that there's the architect who is putting things together and he's got to follow what his plans are because he's the builder, not the architect. And we know in our, in our relationships that we can work better together when we know that God is, the, God is the architect. We're the builders. We're the ones who come alongside, but he's the architect that is putting the pieces together. Do we really know what's important? 1 Corinthians 3, earlier in this chapter, verse 7, Paul is saying this when they're arguing over, I, I follow Apollos, I follow Paul, I, I'm going after, we're, we're the real church, we're the, we're the first church, we're the, we're the first one, we're the original one, someone I saw... And someone actually had a, uh, a, uh, uh, a church sign that says the original, the, the second original church. That's the name of their church, the second original church. I guess the first church was in the book of Acts, and so now there's the second. And so uh, that's pretty bold um, that uh, we are the original. No, we, we're not the original. The original is what God has built, and we are a part of a piece of what God is doing, what God is putting together. He says this, it's not important who does the planting, some water, some plant, none of that's important. But what really matters is that God makes the seed grow. At the end of the day, what really matters is, am I growing in my walk with Jesus Christ? Am I growing in my walk with Jesus Christ? Because if I'm not growing in my walk with Jesus Christ, can I tell you that the one indicator, if you are not growing in your walk with Jesus Christ, I'll tell you, Hands down, this is the first space, you, first place you need to look. Who are you running with? First place you go. If you're not growing in your walk with Jesus Christ, then it's likely because you're running with people who are complacent, consist, just happy with where they are, and just staying where they are. If you're in a place of not pursuing the greater things that you, you're not growing. It's a life that's revealing, and, and is our life revealing that we understand what really matters, and, and if we understand what really matters, that we will build for what really matters. Do you know that you are the temple of God together? Do you know that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you? Do you know? Let me just a, some, some things this morning that I want to look at today in this text of, of what just becomes some things we really know what, what, what we need to know. That Do you really know? And here's number one, that if we're going to do what really matters in life, we're going to do what's most important we got to recognize this. Jesus is the only foundation. Jesus is the only foundation. I can say this all day. We can sing about it. It really calls for us to evaluate our lives and ask ourselves, are we building on the one foundation? Notice Paul says there's no other foundation. He specifically makes that point. He says there is no other foundation. Jesus is not divided. 
Jesus is not segmented. He's not put in pieces. He is one and there is no other. There is only one foundation. There might be different building materials, and we recognize that, but there can be building materials that you can use to build on this, but there is only one foundation, Isaiah 28, 16. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone. How many know who our cornerstone is? It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. How many know that's a good word? That if we believe in him, that we don't need to be shaken in places of life. Because when we are on the rock, and and the scripture says it this way, we need to fall on the rock of God's mercy. It's much better to fall on the mercy of God than for his mercy to fall on us, than his, the rock to fall. I would much rather fall on the rock than a rock fall on me. That I would much rather be in a place of security, of hope. He is the rock that is higher than I. He is trusted and proven a cornerstone upon whom my whole life can be built and around who every relationship that I have can be centered upon. That is the one relationship or the one foundation that there is and there is no other relationship. I don't have a foundation for my marriage and a different one for my family. I don't have a foundation, one for my business life and one for my church life. I don't have different foundations. There is only one foundation. Quit living in the compartmentalized Christian way of life. There's not many ways. There's only one way. I'm not one way in the world and another way in the church. I don't act another way when I see you and a different way when I don't see you. There is only one foundation and I am upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to stand on that foundation when you and I agree and I'm going to stay on the same foundation when you and I don't agree because he is not divided. There is only one foundation and if we're willing to stand on that foundation together, we will be in a safe place and believing that God can bring all things forward. There's only one foundation. The foundation is already established, and Paul says this is what we build upon. And notice he says, build upon this foundation. Be careful. Look at your neighbor this morning and tell him, be careful. Actually, say it like my, my, my father-in-law. My, my father-in-law, when the kids were, were young, and you know that whole thing when, when uh, uh, Grandpa just wanted to make sure they were okay. His name Gampy. That's what we call him, which I think is like the coolest name for for grandparents, at least in our book, Ugga is hard to beat, I know, but Gampy and, and Gammy and Gampy, so my, my uh, father-in-law, he would always say it this way to the kids, and he would draw it out, and I don't know why, be careful, <laughs> it's like, you just got to draw it out, and this recognition, and he's saying to them, anytime they would come to the steps, they would tell the kids, be careful, anytime you're at a place where you know there's something that you, you got to watch, you got to know, Paul is saying this, hey, on the foundation, be careful. Be careful. What, what do you have to be careful? Well, you got to take note of, of where you're walking, what you're doing. What do you use to do that? You use the word of God. You see, if we're going to have the foundation, we recognize this, that Jesus is the word of God made flesh. So if you want to build upon Jesus, you have to build according to God's word. There is no other option. There's no other option here. We've created divisions over options and thoughts and ideas. It is the word of God that directs our steps, guides our relationships, and the foundation upon which we build everything that we are. That this foundation, I'm going to ask you today, are you building on the foundation of God? Here's Paul says these, in, not in our text, but throughout his writings, Paul will identify in different places that there's three types of people in their knowledge of God. There's the natural man, the spiritual man, and the carnal Christian. 
he uses these in, in categories as he's talking. He, he's, he says the natural man, that someone who is of the, the nature, who they are, the, the natural man, they reject the word of God. The, the natural man doesn't care about the word of God. It's not a consideration. The spiritual man discerns. They, they, they listen and they hear and then they discern and they allow that to, 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 just, to just go through their thoughts and what they do, that it comes to mind. They make decisions based off the word of God. This is where we need to be in this hour, that I have matured. I'm telling you, I have matured. You say, well, I don't know if you're that mature. Well, you don't know how immature I used to be. I have matured. I have matured. And here's what I've matured to know, that I I know this, and, and this growing is my marriage has been affected because oftentimes I've learned how to shut my mouth because instead of saying things that bring things to light that really becomes more about me, it's first filtered with, Holy Spirit, how does this help your kingdom in my marriage? Holy Spirit, how does this help your kingdom in my relationships? Holy Spirit, how does this help your kingdom, your kingdom in my, in, in my, in my community, in my friendships? How does this affect the kingdom of God? This becomes the filter through which this is a discernment. I'm looking at the word of God and allowing that to come to light, and that addresses. You see, what good is it if I get up in the morning and I do my devotions? I read my devotions, I have my devotions, but those devotions never come back to mind in the thought in my every day and carrying out. Now, God, according to your word, how do I carry out this moment right now? How does this word that I read in this, in this, this place, this, how does this carry out now? Because if the two don't attach, I'm on two different foundations. I'm trying to live on two different foundations. Guess what? When you're on two foundations and the earth shakes, guess what's definitely going to happen? You're already on what's not attached, what's not built together. That there becomes this discerning and, and discerning. Here's, here's the dangerous one, though, and this is the dangerous one. You gotta, I, the dangerous is this, carnal Christian, and that is they ignore the word of God. Hearers of the word only, but not doers. I might even know what it says, but I don't apply it to my life. I, I think this is where in Revelation, Jesus told John, I'd rather you be cold than lukewarm. I'd rather, you, I'd rather you be cold than lukewarm, but this, this, this in and out, this, this place that you are, it, it's unstable. It's not, it's not helping. And what is our foundation? Are we secure on the one foundation that the relationships that we have, the relationships that we have is the same foundation? Now, I realize I might have a different relationship with you than I have with, with closer people that, are people that I'm closer to in life. I have a different relationship, absolutely, but they're both and all built on the same foundation. There might be different stories to the relationships that I have. You, you, you might not be in certain levels in relationship with me, but my relationship with you is still on the same foundation as it is my relationship with my wife in the relationship with my children, in the relationship with my community, you and I, whatever relationship we have, we're on the same foundation. That it is centered and built upon this relationship in Jesus Christ. The depth of your foundation can reveal the quality of your building. Are we building what really matters and it comes to the foundation? Are we carefully building on the word of God? Be careful. I want to encourage you. Allow the word of God to come into light, into places that we are. Don't use news talking points to, uh, to give your opinion and to say what you think and what you believe. Grow up. If all we have are political talking points and we don't have the word of God, then we're just like the world and we might as well say what Paul said to the church in Corinth. I'd want to talk to you about stronger things, but I can't. You're still 
of a worldly mindset, not a spiritual one. You're still in a, in a worldly place, in a worldly process, and not in a spiritual process. But that deepening, that we would allow the word of God to be upon, that, that all, all that we are to be built upon the relationship with God. You okay with that? Everybody good? We good with that or it's just mourning? That's all, right? It's just mourning. Okay. Okay. It just felt more exciting in my spirit as I was preparing it. That's all. I like pictured everybody shouting and jumping up and down. And, and uh, you know how it comes out different when you think it in your head. Uh, number two, here, what it really matters, we, we have to realize this, that the value of your building depends on what you build with. The value of your building, what really matters, depends on the materials that you build with, depends on what you build with. You have some options when it comes to the building this foundation. Paul illustrates some of these. He says materials such as gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and straw. And each of these have different values, uh, and each of them are available to us. But the question we have to ask is, what do these building materials represent? When we're reading this, what, what do these building materials represent? Now, you could say that they represent the deeds that we do, and, and uh, we can apply that, that, that if we do good deeds, then we have stuff that will, that will be like gold and silver and precious stones, and if they're bad things, then it becomes stuff that will burn up, and, and that can apply, but we got to remember the context that Paul's talking about. Paul is putting this between two things. He's saying, you're divided up here because you're about Paulus, and, and some say you're, you're about Paul, and he tells this, this, this parable, or not parable, but this illustration, illustration right in the middle of what he's saying it's about your relationship don't you realize you're built together and so really the building material that we use and that Paul's referring to is to us being built together as the temple of God and he's addressing their spiritual maturity that is about relationships so when it says a value in regards to the building materials that we use the value is not referring to what we do for God or, or how we operate for God though that can be applied but what is really being evaluated by the material that we use is is concerning our ministry to one another when it comes to our ministry to one another are we ministering to one another like gold or like straw is our ministry to one another are we building each other up and here's the difference am I building you up with stuff that's precious or am I with stuff that will sustain or am I building you up with stuff like cornstalk and hay and wood and stuff that when the fire hits and things come that will easily fall off, they'll easily fall down. The danger in our relationships that we have is that we've got to know that we're building on the stuff and with the stuff that can really sustain and hold and not prop up, not just be there. How is it that we're building each other up? That the good deeds, it's not just good deeds over bad deeds, it's what's being evaluated is our performance in this world or our partnership with God. Are we performing in this world or are we partnering with God? Are we partnering with God to make a place for his presence and what it is that really matters? Here's a a, a difference and maybe an, an illustration I can give you is this, that if we, you have a parent and a child and how many know it's always better for the parent to be the parent and not the friend? And if the parent is in a role where he or she becomes a friend to the child and as a friend doesn't address what they really need, doesn't give discipline, doesn't give direction, doesn't tell them what they ought to do, that relationship is really built with wood, hay, and stubble. But when that relationship is built with, with sometimes discipline, sometimes uh, things that are, that are not desirable, that you have decisions to make and things that you need to do, that's built with stuff that will last. And this is what Paul is saying. Yes, it does apply to stuff that we do, good deeds, bad deeds, selfishness, selflessness. That applies. 
But, but the context that Paul's speaking to is are we propping people up or are we building each other up in the ways of God? Because here's what propping people up will do. Propping people up will be just tell me all the good stuff and tell me what it's good, you know, just tell me what I like, what I really, really like, all that stuff, just, you know, or I'll tell you, however that goes. Uh, it becomes this idea that when you just say what we like to hear, you can prop each other up. But how many know sometimes in a real godly relationship, it means, hey, we've got to really allow each other to become iron and become good metal to become valuable. Boy, that's when it gets real. And that's the relationship that God wants in the church. If not, then we just stay on the breast. I know you're like, you could say bottle or something else. No, I want to give you that picture of immaturity. Like, really? Really? You're how old? Really? That there's a point and moment in time where it becomes this foundation that we're built upon. Worship team, come and, and help me close. I, how are we building each other up? Here's number three. What you build will be tested by fire. There's a day that's coming when the work will be judged. Second Corinthians 5.10, for we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Judgment will test the ultimate value of our work. Judgment always does. The judgment is so necessary. There is, there is judgment in process, and then there is the ultimate judgment. We will ultimately stand before God on that day, every one of us. But there is still judgment in process. And what do I mean by judgment in process? That there's still life. That How many know we get tested by life? There's, just, there's life's moments and things that, that come along, and, and this really shows what's inside of us. I, I saw a post a couple weeks ago, and it was, something basically like this, and, and it was someone with their coffee, and they spilled their coffee, and the story, or the story says something like, uh, your friend who ran into you didn't make you spill the coffee all over the place. You spilled the coffee all over the place because that's what you had, your, had in your cup when your friend ran into you. But the problem wasn't that someone ran into you and coffee spilled. The real issue is that's what was in your cup when that person ran into you. So the point is, whatever's inside of you is what's going to come out of you the moment you get tested. The moment you get bumped in life, whatever's inside of you is going to come out of you. You made me angry. No, you didn't make me angry. I have a spirit of anger, and I bumped into you, and what's inside of me came out. That's inside of me. You build, and you get tested in fire, and it shows what, is, what you build with will be tested by fire. Here, here's something I want to I I encourage or just uh, challenge you with. Remember, it says that if what goes through the bumping, through the testing, through the fire, whatever remains, that's your reward. And if it doesn't go through, then you just barely made it. He says this, that whatever goes through the fire, that becomes your reward. You'll have that when it makes it through the ultimate fire, when we go before God and we're judged, because we'll all be judged. But here's how I know I can handle the judgment, because I am washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And because I'm washed by the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm on a foundation that I can stand but my prayer is that, God, what I've done would be relationships and things that I've impacted, that there will be others that will go through, that there'll be an impact that we can have. And the good things that we've done, these be, become the, the things that we can, we can honor God with. But notice he says here that if we don't, uh, if we're not building with good material, he, he's saying literally, he says, you'll barely make it. There is no reward for you and you'll barely make it. It reminds me of what Jesus said to the Pharisees. Be careful when you fast. 
Because when you fast and if you stand in the, in the streets and tell everybody you're fasting and you don't wash your face and it just looks like you're fasting, he says that person will already receive, they've already received their reward. They've already received their reward because they're building with stuff that's here, which stuff that's here has some value, but the stuff that's here doesn't have the same value as what's over there. It won't make it from here to there. You can build with stuff that's here, and that's okay, but you better have something of substance because in order for it to pass, you'll already have your reward. You, you already have your reward. And I, that, that becomes something on that day. I, I want to make sure that we're able, for me, I want to be able to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, that we can enter in. But then I want, when I go through the judgment, that he will give me rewards or crowns that I can then lay at his feet. It becomes a place of worship and still centering and fixed on him. Let me wrap this up. Here, here's... What really matters? Are you building a place for God's glory to dwell on the earth? And, and uh, when it comes in this relationship, what, what are we building? Are we building on the foundation? And are we building with what really matters on the earth? Our lives are together to create a place for God's spirit to dwell. That's why we, we're together. Where two or three are gathered in his name, guess where he is? He's in the midst. When we're gathered in his name, there's this unity and there's this bringing together. Zechariah 13.9, I will bring that group through the fire. By that group, he's talking about the remnant. Man, yesterday when, when we were here for the return and folks gathered for prayer and, and I yesterday got to see some of the, the playback of the prayer march. So there was a prayer march going on as well as the return prayer. So there were literally three events taking place in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Which, by the way, if you were part of the return, literally the thunder was sounding at the same time that a prophetic word was going out. There's no coincidence. The thunder happened at that moment when a word was spoken and the thunder was done. Something happened in the atmosphere yesterday and there was this, and I think we're, as a church, we're seeing this, but here's what it is. It becomes this remnant. And I've been talking about relationships over these last couple weeks because relationships are really a defining thing in our lives and, and the remnant become those that, that remain when the storms hit they're still standing when they go through what they go they're, they're still there they're holding on they're pressing in as the Bible says in the last days there'll be a great falling away and boy so it has begun I don't say that in judgment I say that in a heart of compassion and, and my desires God every relationship I have that we built and centered on Jesus Christ because that's all that's going to matter. And I don't think it's, maybe some is just because I'm older now and I'm more mature. Man, stuff just doesn't matter like it used to because all that really matters is Jesus and what's built on Him. Stuff that I used to think, man, what a, how does that, no, it's Jesus and everything is there and all I need is in Him. And when I know that place, that, that area, He says that I'll bring a group through the fire and make them pure. I'll refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, these are my people. And they will say, the Lord is our God. He is among us. That our God is with us. What really matters is making a place where God's presence can be at home. That's what really matters. So when we wrap up this series, United, moving into more together, what really matters is in my interaction with you is what we're doing and who we are and how we're doing what we're doing. Does it create a seat for God's presence? And is it a, built upon God's word? 
Because if it's built on God's word and it has a place for him to sit in glory, how many know we're in a good place? You hear me this morning? If it's built on the word and it has a place for him to get glory, if he's at the top and his word is the foundation, how many know we're building in a good plumb line? We're building in a good place. And all of this being built to come because he's coming for a church without spot and without wrinkle. And I, I know we need to close here this morning. I want to just, uh, it wasn't, but two months ago, maybe now, going on two months ago, I had that moment and uh, this picture kind of captures it. And um, I think I have the picture there, yeah. The picture is the moment that I'm walking Jalen down the aisle. I mean, every dad knows. <laughs> you think you know till you get there. And there are thoughts that go through your head. Can I just be honest with you? Like, she's no longer going to be lamer. She's now Mitchell. There's a part of that that's like, that's my identity. There's thoughts of, you know, I put some investment and I've, I've, I've cared for this girl. I've done a lot of things to grow her, to know Jesus, to love Jesus. And I'm going to trust you to keep her loving Jesus. I'm going to trust you. I'm th this is what's in my head. I'm walking down this aisle because all that matters to me in that whole day was built about around her getting ready. Do you know why? Because she had an appointment at 3 o'clock that afternoon at a barn just down the road to meet her groom. He was standing at the front of a place and she had everything about, I'm going to meet him. And you know what my job at that moment was not what well, this is about me. I'll tell you what I like. I'll say what. No, my job at that moment was to walk her to meet her groom. My job at that moment was to walk her to her destiny, to her purpose, to know who she is in Christ. But in this setting, her groom, can I be honest with you? It's easy to be selfish. It's easy to be what I desire, what I want. But I wonder, are your relationships walking people down the aisle to meet the groom? Are your relationships all about, I'm going to walk you to a place to know Jesus. Hey, my wife, Jody, I want to walk you to know Jesus more. I want to love you with the love of Jesus so that when you go with me, you say, I know Jesus better because I saw him in you. Are we walking in relationship? Are we just bumping everybody and coffee spilling all over the place and blah and this and that? No, is it in us? Do you not realize you are a body of Christ, the temple and Jesus, his spirit lives inside of you. So guess what? When I get bumped, when I get hit, Jesus comes out. Now I'll get you this. I don't have it always down right away, but I'm learning and growing in the fruit of the spirit because that's what it is to be the body of Christ built together. This is our purpose. He's coming for a church without spot and without wrinkle. Are your relationships walking people? Here's where I want to leave it. Are you building your life and your relationships that you're walking people closer to the groom? And I know we're in a world where like, you got to understand how people are. And we got schedules. we got decisions. we got life. Oh, but we've got destiny. We've got destiny. And if you don't like me talking about destiny and getting our things in place, I don't know what else to say. 
I'm not a good doctor if you call me in and say you've got cancer, but I say to you, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Don't change a thing. It's It's not that bad. No, but the word of God, when we look at the word of God says, God, I need to evaluate in my life being built upon the foundation that all that I am and everything that's around me, do I not realize that I am a part of the temple of God filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you not know? Come on, really? Come on. Let's go after him. So Father, I pray today that we would be the bride ready for the groom and that we would be also the groom's best man making the bride ready. So Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Come on, they're going to sing this song and I just want you to evaluate that foundation. Just a couple minutes. Come on, sing this out.